Be part of an innovative fine arts community immersed in a top research university. Carnegie Mellon University's School of Music's world-class vocal department constantly works at the cutting edge of musical art forms. CMU performance faculty are creating projects that leverage musicians' skill sets in unique and applicable ways. Students are challenged to think outside the box as they engage with non-traditional performance spaces, collaboration with electronics, and improvisation, alongside a robust program of traditional studies, languages, recitals, and operas. To learn more about Carnegie Mellon University and to apply, visit the link in the show notes of this episode. This is So Lit Song Lit, a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative, where we reimagine the repertoire by introducing less familiar art songs through sound clips and lively discussion. I'm vocal coach Ellen Rissinger. And I'm soprano Tony Marie Palmertree. Join us as we explore this exciting repertoire. So Lit, So Lit, reimagining the repertoire. On today's episode, we're talking about the bel canto songs of Thomas Passatieri. Honestly, I wanted to find some stuff of Passatieri because I fell in love with him playing some songs for a written rep class a long time ago. And I don't even remember what songs we did, but as Tony and I were doing a little bit of research for this episode, we found that he has a rather extensive list of songs for voice and piano. And the one that I actually remembered is called Vocal Modesty. <laughs> yes, it's such a cute set. That one, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's about how much someone loves their voice mm-hmm. and would make a really good encore song. Oh, definitely. Yes. Right? I love that through discovering music and, and composers through podcasts and, and things like this, it also sparks me to want to go check out other genres of music. Like, for example, Passatieri has written 24 operas. That's a lot. Right? That is a lot. Especially because this is a man who is still alive. Yes. Yeah, he's still here with us. And and this music, the the operas especially, I'm really intrigued about and will be putting that on my next list of things to do. So that's how these rabbit holes happen. Exactly. (laughs) That's the beginning of the rabbit hole. Exactly. So if anybody has time and wants to check that out, please feel free. Exactly. And the other thing that I, I did not know about Passatieri until I was telling Sam Martin, who runs Cincinnati Song Initiative, that, I, that I, we wanted to do an episode on Passatieri, he said, oh, he taught at Cincinnati's College Conservatory of Music, which, of course, is my alma mater. Aww. So now we have a connection to one of my schools. That's very exciting. That is exciting. So Passatieri, as we said, is still alive. And this set, the Bel Canto songs, the copyright date is 2010. Mm-hmm. So these are very fresh, very new. Yes. Do you want to get us started? Yes, the first piece, The Garden of Love, it's, you know, bel canto is exactly a, a wonderful way to describe these songs, of course, because I find the the vocal line very expansive. Yeah, it's very, I, I want to say it's accessible to the listener, but it's also, you feel the, the line. Yes. It's very legato. He leads you right to it. It's like each note leads to the next and each word right to the next. And it's just, it creates a beautiful picture while you're singing. And although it says bel canto, these songs are not in Italian. They are in English. Mm -hmm. So singing bel canto in English with all the consonants that we have 
is a challenge. Is that is that tough? Do you find it tough in these songs, or do you find it that because that the language somehow works as a bel canto feel? Yeah, the language really does work here, and I feel like the way that he's used the vowels to sort of leapfrog one over to the other. It's not wordy in the sense that you have to kind of crunch around it and find the line through all these consonants and things. He wrote it as if it were an Italian setting. It doesn't feel awkward. Yeah, yeah. really cool. I love, I also, one of the, my favorite things is that setting of weeping, mm. that you get this long weeping where you get a little bit of weeping trills into it, and then this one little sort of, I'm going to say Ausbruch, uh, outburst mm. of like this off the beat ah, weeping. Yes, he definitely paints with the the words and the music there. Exactly, and as the piano texture is very very simple for the first entire two systems, it is one line in the piano, one line with the voice. You could almost do this with cello. different because mm-hmm. it's got a little more allegretto feel it's a little more bouncy it's a little more fun yeah it's kind of a little bit on the patter side not totally but you know a little bit of of that in there especially um as later on in the song he actually brings in the sound of laughter he writes it out for you right and i have to say it's with all these little um this laughter that he puts on these uh, like kind of on arpeggios but not always clean arpeggios mm-hmm. that we would think of it makes me think of woody woodpecker i'm sorry hopefully i don't sound like woody woodpecker no not at all <laughs> when mary and susan and emily with their sweet here how does that fit into a bel canto sound is it really like is is, does it still fit like a a bel canto feel oh sure i mean we're arpeggiating these chords so and he gives us just one vowel you know you know you're you're basically just arpeggiating and and vocalizing i mean part of it i think is that bel canto technique of keeping everything just expansive and and not cut off. Yeah. There are six songs in this set, but the one I really want to talk about is The Lamb. Mm. For lots of reasons. The If you do not know the Blake text, The Lamb, it's a text that everybody should just memorize forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. I, of course, used to sing it to my cat, Miss Kitty Fantastico. Mm-hmm. So I can't say the text without crying. Mm-hmm. But it is one of the most beautiful, simple texts ever. And mm-hmm. we went and looked on Liedernet to see how many people have said this. And 
I scrolled for five minutes. Oh, yeah. And they're even missing some. We we realized yeah. that we have some settings that they don't have on Leader Day yet. Yeah. We need to write to Emily Isis. I, I came across this poem first in choir, you know, singing a, a choral version of that poem. And, oh, it's just so beautiful. Right? And this is the fifth song out of the six in the bel canto by Passatieri. Um, I, I first encountered it with the Vaughn Williams setting which is solo voice and oboe, mm. which is a very beautiful, very haunting melody. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah, it's very cool. Mm. But then you're not doing it with me. But the, I, I love this setting of it because I feel, again, he shows the expansion. He shows, he has, he starts off with these big sixth leaps mm. in the melody and it's long and static, but then almost immediately as he moves into Gave Thee Life, he takes the same melody and fills in all the notes in between. And he takes certain words, you know, gave thee clothing of delight. You know, the way that he writes that melody is just so special. <laughs> right? Well, just to give you an example, he gets you from E flat to G minor to an F minor 7 to an kind of funky... E, I'm going to say E7, but there's a lot of other notes there. But then he gets us into G flat. Mm -hmm. So when you're saying of delight, that's why you're saying it's so special because we get from this, from something to G flat major. And we're like, what happened here? And then by the time we hear softest clothing, woolly bright, we're at C major, mm -hmm. which is so cool because he also then displaces it off of, off the beat. It's on beat two yeah. and the chord comes out of nowhere. It definitely makes you feel like you've gone through something and come out on the other side. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the voice is I, I want to say it starts out kind of like a messiah song definitely the call to you know the trumpet shall sound exactly. kind of thing it's, yes. like, it, it, it's like an accompanied recitative it's accompagnato mm -hmm. so we have to stay in rhythm but I think it would be a great way to sort of practice staying in rhythm if that makes sense oh yeah because you can feel the strength of the piano part and, you know, the, the orchestration in the piano part. Right. Practice staying in rhythm while still saying something and not being too syllabic with it. Exactly. And then as it moves into the song, it gets much more flowy. Again, with some very... I want to say that the chords are very crunchy, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And it's 
there's there's a time period in piano music where there were a lot of thirds and right as we get to calling the lapsed soul he has a lot of thirds in the hands and i just mm. love that in the piano part and the the voice is actually kind of in the beginning is at the top of the line and then the voice kind of gets into the middle of the line so the piano is mm -hmm. actually slightly higher and almost has the melody against you yeah these bel canto songs is that the lines feel very long but they're not that long like as far as like a breath it's not that you have to work hard but the lines just feel very very long so going against some of these like crunchier chords you know just makes for a wonderful marriage between the two yeah so if we're looking at a level that we would want to give this to some singers could beginners sing this I think so. I, I think they could. I, I think it also depends on how some of the the leaps are, um, like especially in the lamb, that, mm -hmm. that's a little bit hard to negotiate. So I think it depends on the singer. It's not that it's necessarily high per se, and it's not wordy in the sense you have to negotiate that, um, but it would definitely be a great workshopping on legato. Yes, I, I agree with that, especially to try and get English to be as legato as Italian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you say it's not high. I would say out of the six songs, the only one that's actually high is the, the second one, the laughing song. Yeah. Because then at the end, this this is almost, while the others are super legato and sort of, I want to say, lyric soprano mm -hmm. or lyric mezzo, this one is very coloratura-ish mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and ends up on a high C. It's written well that it doesn't feel difficult to be up there. So, right. yeah, I think that that could really work well for a number of different uh, singers at different levels. Yeah. Purchase information. This you can find on classical vocal reprints. So get it from Glendower. <laughs> we will make sure to post that link in the show notes. And enjoy looking up Passatieri. He has, as we said, 24 operas. And a long list of art songs as well. So this is a great rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, let us know what you guys find. Musical performances for this episode were performed by Tony Marie and Ellen and recorded at the Camp Recording Studio in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Purchase information for the scores discussed in this episode are available in the show notes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find this podcast. Episodes drop every first, third, and fifth Thursday of the month. So Lit Songlit is a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative. You can learn more about their network of podcasts at cincinnatisonginitiative.org slash podcasts.
Are you craving incredible song recitals? Are you interested in a behind-the-scenes view into professional song making at the highest levels of artistry? Are you looking to develop your own artistic and entrepreneurial skills as a classical musician in this ever-changing 21st century landscape? If you found yourself saying yes to any of those questions, look no further than Cincinnati Song Initiative's week-long program, The Fellowship of the Song. Taking place this year from May 19 through 26, The Fellowship brings together some of the country's brightest song performers and teachers for a week of classes, concerts, and study events. And we invite you to join us as an auditor, either in person in Cincinnati or online wherever you may be located. When you join the fellowship as an auditor, you gain instant access to the entire week's events and can go back and relive the magic through HD video recordings of each and every session. To learn more about this incredible new opportunity, visit CincinnatiSongInitiative.org audit.